So how was everybody's Christmas? Fantastic. It was great. Amazing. And we hope yours was wonderful too. Yes. Cozy. Now we're getting ready for the new year. And happy second day of Kwanzaa. I don't know what it's called. Don't come for me. Oh, someone has sent me a SoundCloud <laughs> of Trap Kwanzaa. <gasps> Trap Kwanzaa. Okay, I need to hear this. Oh my God. Cora, my internet was not do uh, doing right. Thanks, net neutrality. Wow. Whatever. But uh, <laughs> I think it was just Wi-Fi. But, uh, and by the way, you know there's a Kwanzaa crawl in Brooklyn, you guys. So it's a bar crawl, basically, but of black-owned bars in Brooklyn. Oh, I live Ooh. in it. Oh, my God. When is it? Happened two days ago. It is so exciting, you guys. Next year, put it in your calendar. It's basically a bar crawl and black business crawl. So a bunch of people meet in one place, and then we all walk around to different black-owned um, bars in Brooklyn. I heard it's coming to Harlem, too. But um, I'm sure if you contact, great. you know, you could do it in your town, too. That's Kwanzaa so crawl. I am Googling that. And me, too. Mm. And that's so lit. And I'm so grateful for how lit we were in 2017 yes it was pretty lit as a people yes right Yo, it was it lit. was it was it was pretty it was lit to be a black woman or man in yeah. 2017 yeah yeah it and was it, challenging politically but yes and know, also lit. we did it yeah we and did. also it was lit. challenging yeah. now yeah. and that's really saying something because it was challenging and we still made we it still, lit listen how great are we I think my favorite uh, meme or tweet everyone kept mentioning was like when when a black woman just says, fuck it, I'll do it. And I just feel like (laughs) even when things went like upside down, we were just like, ah, fine. Let me take a shot of Hennessy and keep it moving. You know, I'll I'll fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Just another day with the cape. Just like um, (laughs) Alabama elections. We did that. Mm -hmm. Black women did that. We did that. Yolanda, what moments were you grateful for? I am grateful that we brought Yes Girl to life. Yes. Um, Yes Girl started as an idea in a conference room, and here we are. Mm -hmm. Thanks to the brilliant folks at Cadence 13, to our producer, Bob. To our project manager, Steven Silos. Yeah, Yeah. so we made it happen. You know, so I'm really grateful for Yes Girl. Also grateful, my children, um, you know, I have an 11-year-old that's really coming into his own. He's starting to smell himself, so, (laughs) um, but it's just really, and then we wear the same size shoe. He's 11, so I'm just like, whoa, just watching an 11-year-old blossom right in front of you. So it's been a good year. Oh, I love it. Corey, what are you grateful for? What happened this year? Well, I'm a... I'm going to pull out my feathers. You know, I'm a low-key chicken head. Oh, my God. And today <laughs> is my birthday, so I'm thankful Yay! for another year of life. Happy birthday. Thank Happy you. Happy birthday. I love how you just buried the lead there. I know. Excuse well, me. We got to give her the black version. Okay. Happy birthday to Hey. Ya. Hey. Happy birthday to What up ya. now? What up? Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, great! So you—that means you were—you were okay. You were born when? Oh, okay. Yeah, I've done, I've done the math. It's it's, it's spring. Break. Spring. It was spring. <laughs> okay, so somebody was getting a little action in spring. Okay, yeah, mom. I don't like thinking about my Down mom and father Texas. doing it. Okay, la, sorry, la, sorry, la, la, sorry. La, la, la. Anyway. happy birthday! Thank what are your you. birthday wishes? So my birthday wishes are, I'm going to be honest, I'm 40 motherfucking five. Yay! Yo. Not looking a day over 30 motherfucking five. And growing up, I used to think 40 was so old. I was like, oh, God, when I turned 40. But, Corey, I still um, don't believe you. I am. I need to see. I th- Corey, you were not 45. I am. Yeah. But you know yes. what made me feel good? When Taraji was like, I'm 47. Yes. And all like, tr- I mean, Tracy Ellis Raw. Like, all these people are flying 40. Yeah. But one thing I'm thankful for, to piggyback on what Yolanda said, um, with my kid, I'm I, for Christmas, I gave her a little notebook of all her trips that she took this year and coming into December financially was really stressful for me 
And I said, okay, she's only going to get two gifts. I just have to be honest. But when I looked through her pictures, I was like, I did. We did a lot this year. Like, and as much as it was hard, I realized I'm really, really blessed in what I'm able to do with her. Mm-hmm. And Aww. I just am, was really thankful for that. And I and I actually went to Brooklyn Tabernacle's um, Christmas story that I've been, you know, it's free. And I went there because it was free, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was beautiful, and I was tearing up. And Jillian was like, "What's the matter?" I was like, "I'm we're just thankful, like yeah. just just really thankful." So thank you. That's what I'm grateful for. Oh, I love that. And what about you, Charlie? So okay, this may be a little too deep, but it's funny because this year there were a few times where we, my husband and I, or my friends and I, somebody, we'd be like in the moment, right, like having a great time, and I would kind of like be glamping. Just, uh, don't Uh-oh. do this, Corey. <laughs> Don't, pain, y'all pain point pain point <laughs> glamping don't yes. do it like when i went glamping for my birthday she means she camping. went to a deck okay Deep i mean see, a, a, and i'm trying a to have a 2017 i'm, so I'm, I'm trying to have a moment <laughs> my bad my bad no, no, i love y'all i love y'all and i didn't go glamping but i glamping-esque adventures but anyway no but in moments like that Corey, you were <laughs> okay, but in moments like that, I got, I got caught a couple times this year, like staring off into the distance. And somebody would always say, "Like, girl, you all right? Like, what you doing?" And I would just be like, "Yeah, I'm just thankful for this life." Yeah. And so I'm thankful for how grateful I felt this year, how much more I was awake, device down, taking in the moments. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I, I definitely because we're journalists, because we're digital storytellers, I'm always capturing. But this year, I really just felt like grateful for what I was seeing and eating and experiencing and who I was meeting and also for having this platform and to be able to talk to you all and share my stories. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm just really proud of the feelings I allowed myself to have and the experiences. I don't you know, it was like a personal growth thing, but I'm thankful for that. I'm not missing things. I'm living things. Beautiful. Ooh, quotable. Mm-hmm. That's a preach. <laughs> I'm, think, I'm, I'm really, you know, I feel blessed. I'm not missing things. I'm what? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm living things. I'm living things. Yeah. That's yeah. excellent. <laughs> That's, and that was a, a change for me. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we really, I personally, I remember last year it was um like a holiday kind of celebration. And I got upset because everybody around me was in their phones. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have yeah. anyone to interact with. And mine died, which is how I noticed. But when my... <laughs> Because you would have been with, on it too. Right. But then I'm happy that it did because that's when I noticed it. So I think I was more intentional in 2017 about not missing it. You know what I've noticed? If you guys, when you go out for dinner, mm-hmm. I notice how many couples are both on their phones. Yes. Really? Yeah. I yes. noticed I noticed that a lot. Wow. Uh, like, uh, you know, yeah. I phones on the table. Yeah. When did we start doing that? I make an, like, if I have, if you invite me to coffee or lunch, my phone stays in my bag. See, mine's Because I think out. we, as I always talk about, time is our greatest commodity. So <laughs> if I, if I can't be on my, I think it's rude to be, I'm, maybe I'm old school. I don't think it's 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 kind to the other person's time if you're on your phone yeah. half the time that they you know. Yeah. Um, and it's just really important to be present because mm-hmm. you may never you know. I saw a tweet. This is really random. I saw a tweet this weekend, but uh, it said something like, "There was a time when you and your friends went outside to play, and it was the last time that you played together outside." And it just it, breaking that down it's like you never know your last like you just got to be present and I know the phone makes it really hard for us like it's like oh let me go check on Twitter really quickly while I'm having lunch with Corey what why am I having lunch with Corey if I want to go see what Corey's doing online when she's right in front of me which is I don't know if you guys listen to Frank Ocean's album where he talks about there's a guy who talks about a girl breaking up with him because he wouldn't accept her on Facebook 
And she was like, but I'm right here. <laughs> I'm here for you. And she's like, but why won't you friend me on Facebook? Does that mean you're cheating on me? He's like, but I'm right here with you. This is the Frank Ocean of yeah. the Bond out. Oh, I'm going to listen. <laughs> but you know what? That, I think it's really important what you say, Yolanda, because that also is the culture. Like, I've gotten a few, like, I can't believe you didn't respond to my text. Or I sent you this on Facebook. Didn't you see it? And I love you all. But y'all know why I didn't see it? Because I stopped to live a little bit. Yeah. Like, and I'm proud. Of, I'm, I'm proud of all of us for doing it because you have to. And you're going to miss things. And people are going to think you're being rude because we're in that world where it's like, you know, you know, like we actually think that that's like the hustle. Mm-hmm. Like I'm in a business meeting, but I'm also responding to some tweets. Mm-hmm. And say, but no, that's not that's not the hustle, because then you're not getting the most out of that experience or mm-hmm. that meeting. And I think we got to slow our hustle a little bit yeah. and live. Yeah. So, I want to yeah. do that in 2018. I want to so, live a little more. OK, so what else do we want in 2018? What do you want, Corey? I want some more money. I'm gonna be real honest <laughs> um, with you. Um, I want money, and lots I don't mean like in a money. I want to find the sky. <laughs> oh my god! But I don't Sorry. mean like an abundance of money. <laughs> but I, I was talking to our West Coast editor <laughs> Regina Robinson about this. But it's like I don't want to be so stressed about money yeah. that I want to save more. I want to be. You know, I, we, you know. Last week we talked about the things like I want to go back through my finances and be like, what am I paying for that I just don't need to be paying for? Like maybe I need to call back on my avocado toast every morning. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a solution for you for that, but okay. I'll tell you later. I'm guilty you know of I mean? a five dollar a day I need, coffee. I really want to comb through and save, be a little more effective with my money. That's I hear you, Corey. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, I think I want to be. I want to accept my dopeness. Oh, mm. oh. I live for this. For once Mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. You better. I think when we work in, um, many of us in this room, we work in media, and the nature of our jobs is to always be praising other people. Yes. And um, there's a a, a little incident that happened in Jamaica that we'll talk about offline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That reminded me how much we, because people know us as sort of praise givers all the time Mm -hmm. uplifters Mm -hmm. that they don't take the time to look at us Mm -hmm. you know what I mean because it's like I know oh Yolanda's coming Yolanda's gonna tell me how great I am Bitch, no. No. Yolanda, not today. Now, Yolanda's going to say, look at how dope Yolanda is. Yeah. And I, I know it sounds, maybe it may sound uh, facetious to some people, but I think it's really time for us to go inside a little bit and just look at the shit that you're able to manifest yes. as a black woman and just kind of, fuck, I'm going to be- Give con- yourself the glory. I'm going to be fucking conceited in 2018. Can I, I tell you something? Just to piggyback on that. So I went to get my hair cut by the illustrious Vernon Scott. I finally put yes. <laughs> down the money so to cute, go get it. <laughs> And his and I went to his house and he has up uh, uh, in his room, uh, what do you call those things on tours? He has backstage passes framed and he has like several of them. And I was like, what is that? He's like, oh, that's my college degree. And then he has his Essence covers and he's worked on his L cover that he worked on with Zan Malik. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, it's kind of feel like I'm in an office. He said, well, this is my office and I need my own inspiration mm-hmm. to inspire me. I'm inspired by my own work. And at first I thought I was a little cocky. And I guess I gave him a look like that. He was like, no, he said, if I don't inspire myself, who will? Mm. And I, I love was that. like, something about it really stuck with me because he was like, when you go to a dentist's office, they have their plaques behind you, and I realized, and it made That's me realize, true. like, so true. You you yeah. forget all the things that you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, like Yolanda said, as journalists, right, and women in media, we are the storytellers. Mm-hmm. So we are so focused on telling other people's stories that sometimes we forget to tell our own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can all be more intentional about that. I love that. Mm-hmm. What you doing, Charlie? All right. I'm going to be really personal, but that's because I feel like you guys are my family. We're all family. I want to be a mom in 2018. Aww. 
I am hoping for that. My husband and I are hoping for that, and I want to put that in the universe for yes. us. Um, and hopefully, you got all you can all add us to your prayers and put all that in because that's what we want for 2018. I love that. That's what we asked Santa is. for. Start taking folic Santa acid. God. Someone yes. had told me that. I so heard that. Start taking folic acid pills. I think I'm oh, ready. Really? You guys, supplements. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Or you can uh, yeah. take prenatal already. You can start taking prenatal. Amazing. Yeah, I think I'm ready. And then my husband's mom will finally love me again. <laughs> okay, you guys, let's do a virtual <laughs> let's do a virtual prayer circle for Charlie yes. and her husband to really bring this baby forth. And her uterus. Yes. yes. And her uterus. <laughs> a prayer for the uterus. Thank you guys so much. Because my husband's mom I'm is like, like cupping my hands. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Thank you, everybody. But yeah, I'm yes. gonna claim it. I'm gonna claim it. So We're stay good. tuned. <laughs> <laughs> we were just joking upstairs about no, 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 no. Right. so that was we should do that for yes, you yes I said when I finally have these babies which a psychic Zaya told me will be twins by the way which I will receive because we can get, you know two and done yeah. I'm just gonna be like Beyonce on Instagram with them up in the air like Lion King like finally because <laughs> you guys for, who, who doesn't know G and I have been together for 15 years and married yeah. for 7 so y'all know his mama has had it with oh, me oh yeah she's yeah. like where are she's they? ready she my grandma ready? wrote off my uterus my husband's mom wrote off my uterus <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wrote my uterus off, y'all, but um, it's happening. That's what I'm claiming for 2018. I love that. Oh, I see Yay. it already. Baby, baby pin. Baby. Right. Oh, that's right, baby walk. Were you trying to get me in trouble for my not bad, changing my, my bad, baby walking? I forgot your married name. <laughs> Wait, speaking of marriage, though, real, real, real fast, if we can just throw this out here. So we put up a story um, last week about if you want to propose to your man, here are some fun ways to do it. And I see you, Twitter, trying to drag us. Don't do this. That story was empowering. Yeah. We didn't say you should propose to your man, but we said if you want to, yeah. why not? Yeah. You know, and the holidays are the perfect time to do it. And the, the, y'all, the gifts. Yeah. People were People like, every really buy Felicia, girl moved. buy. No. <laughs> but it was interesting, right, Yolanda? But it got us thinking, why, why not? At, in 2017, why do we need a man to, why do you have to wait for a man to propose to you? Or even buy a ring, y'all. Wh- why? Why? Because uh, my parents, which I love about their love story, they got married in a little church in Haverty Grace, Maryland, like a military, on a base. Mm-hmm. They said they, I was like, Dad, when did you propose? And he was like, propose? I don't think we ever did that. We just started yeah. talking about getting married and yeah. started planning it. I'm guilty of that. Oh, wow. I don't and I love that. that. There was no bended knee. There was there wasn't even a ring, okay? The ring came maybe when we yeah, like 2 months later. Yeah. But it was really like a commitment. There so, are no rules. Yeah, but it's it is difficult though to share that story with the public because mm-hmm. people have these perceptions of what a proposal is supposed to look like, what a marriage is supposed to look like, and the truth is it's whatever you want it to yeah. be. You, you know, know what I have to say though? I'm going to call you out a little bit, Black Twitter. Because we're so quick to say don't celebrate Valentine's Day because it's a commercialized holiday. Proposals are commercialized, too. Yeah. I always Diamond jewelers. have a little side eye when I see someone proposing. There's a photographer already there. I, I was like, what? It, I, I don't know. I yeah. give it a little side eye. Well, they wanted to capture the memory I, I for know. the gram. That's, you don't they forget for the gram. Everything we do now is for the gram. And I respect yeah. it. I'm not mad at proposals. I, Gabron gave me a great one. I'm not mad at it. And I love my engagement ring. But I'm just saying it, that's not the only route to love mm-hmm. or to mm-hmm. happily ever after. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I just wanted to put that out there because if, if you're thinking about, you know, getting married or starting a next chapter in your relationship in 2018, make your own rules, rules you guys. Make your own story. Yeah. Forget everybody else. Don't do it for the gram. Do it for your heart. Well, something else Charlie, that was... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, just, I, know. I mean, do you hear these potables? Do you hear these potables? Don't do I it for the gram. Do, do it for, it for your heart. heart. Come on. That's what that's I want a t-shirt. in 2018. You should have Tanil, like do that right now. Yeah. Make a little quote. Yeah. And um, then put your name, Charlie Penn. Okay. That was me, y'all. <laughs> at Charlie Penn on Twitter. At Man, I mean, on Manwife. At Charlie Penn on Instagram. At Manwife Dog on Twitter. You just trademarked it. Uh, yes. <laughs> 
So to get into our conversation with oh our editor-in-chief, Vanessa K. DeLuca, um, it's actually kind of interesting. Twitter this past couple of weeks have been, someone's been starting a thread about supportive women in media. Yes. And, you know, she's been popping up a lot, as as all of us. So thank you for everyone who has, you know, tagged us into that wonderful thread. And Vanessa really gave us some insight and inspiration. You know, Essence is, is changing. We're, you know, we're getting a new owner. So I think she really inspired us how we should look forward to this new chapter in all of our lives. So, Corey, you were right about that chain. That chain moved me, and I'm thankful that I was tagged um, by different people. That meant a lot to me. And it made me think about who who supported me and who supported all of us in the media. And I'm going to just give a shout-out to the entire Essence editorial staff. Yeah. I have never worked at a more... I don't even know how to say it. Like, it's, we joke and say Black Girl Magic Headquarters, but we ain't playing. Like, it really is that here. And shout out to each and every one of you. We sit together, long hours, long deadlines, long everything, and you can still get a yes, girl. Hey, boo, you got this. Love your hair. Good job. You all right? Did you eat lunch? Like, that's what we do for each other. So shout out to all of us, everyone on the Essence.com and Essence Magazine uh, editorial teams. I love you guys. You are my sisters, and thank you for supporting me to do this job. Nice. Um, I definitely follow that too, Charlie, because I've never worked in a place more encouraging. Yeah. I feel like I, w- I got my MBA in publishing at Essence because <laughs> it's been <laughs> it's yes. been one of the most fruitful jobs that I've ever had in my entire life. Um, but also, I'd like to give a shout out to Kieran Ameo, who was the former editor in chief of Honey, founder of Honey magazine back in the day. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, also, Kieran and I was the I think VP of content at TV One. I think I might be wrong. Sorry. Um, but Kierna, back in the day, because you know, you guys know, I am—I um, live, you know, I'm from South Africa. I came here, didn't know anybody um, in media. And Kierna, sometimes it's small things that you do. Kierna gave me a meeting. She said, it's cool, you can come to my office. And she was pregnant at the time. Aww. And she gave me like 10, 15 minutes of her time. And that time from a black woman that powerful at that time really was, um, it was, it was inspiring. Nothing came of it, but uh, let me take that back because it wasn't a job, but it was inspiration for years and she fueled my she was always a cheerleader so thank you Kierna for me uh, I'm gonna take a little bit of what Charlie said about Essence Editorial because I have been here and although we're gonna be talking to Vanessa DeLuca up next our current editor-in-chief but I've been here for a lot of Mm editor-in-chiefs and I want to shout out each and every one of them who good or bad moments gave me something that has really made me a dope editor, a dope director. So Susan L. Taylor, Moni Greenwood, Diane Weathers, Angela Burt Murray, Constance White, and our interim editor, Cheryl Hilliard Tucker, who really, her last lesson to me was like, don't ever pass up an opportunity Mm. because I was afraid or insecure about something. And she was like, you should have told me this a month ago, and then you would have been writing a cover story. And something Regina told me, she's like, never pass up a cover story because I was afraid. I didn't think I could handle it. And I have not said that ever again. Well, but then those were some lessons. I'm going to thank you personally, Corey Murray, because you gave me my first Essence cover story. Yay. Look at this full which, circle which love moment. Omari Hardwick. Oh, wow. Yes. And when she one. told me, I freaked out inside, but I tried to play, play it off. I was like, yeah, mm-hmm, of course, sure. I'd love to. <laughs> and then I ran in the bathroom and was like, Ah, like I, no really and Corey was so cool about it and so dope but thank you because just like you said I almost was like mm, what but I I freaked out on the inside that's amazing not on the outside and because of it I have now done two yep Exciting. I love girl so let's hear from our current editor-in-chief Vanessa DeLuca I'm over here wondering should I give my boss Vanessa DeLuca 
the yes girl introduction that I normally do. Let's do it. Or should. I think you should do it. I think be I should do it because it's the end of the year. Yes, let's do it. Vanessa that. motherfucking DeLuca's in the house. <laughs> K motherfucking DeLuca. Yes. Oh, Don't yes, forget that's the K. True. K is important. But do not K let this reflect critical. on my review, please. Oh, <laughs> the editor in chief. You call your boss. I was like, uh, look, Can I you can't. Imagine that I Susan Taylor it. was here. I'm already Susan Taylor would have been like, like, oh my seconds god, in. I know. Fantastic. But hey, she is the the captain of the ship here, Black Girl Magic headquarters. Yay! She is the leader. The leader. Yeah. And I've got some champagne here. Let's see if it's gonna pop. Okay. Ooh. 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 Right, we'll oh, take our time. Wow. Take two. I feel pop. honored. This is what happens. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> that was more like a beer, <laughs> but. <laughs> Those are records. I was like, um, it still counts. Can we it's amplify that sound? Counts. The martini and Rossi Prosecco. <laughs> okay. But we're so excited to have you here, Vanessa. Oh, I'm thrilled to be here. It's been a great year for Essence. It's been a great year for Yes Girl Podcast. Ooh. You guys have had some amazing guests on. And I know we're going to talk about that later. Yes, but thank you. Yeah, it's been a banner year. Yeah. Yeah. And Vanessa it's, encouraged all this, everyone. Like Vanessa, we had this idea to have a podcast and Vanessa supported us a thousand percent and it's so she's part of the reason we are able to laugh with you every week and we thank her. Oh, God listen, um, you know, as Yolanda always says, the you know, the importance of black women's voices and voice is so important in this culture now, especially mm-hmm. in digital mm-hmm. in the digital space. And so to not have essence editors' voices out there would be criminal. I mean, it would just be ridiculous. So how important is it to have black female voices at this time? Oh my gosh, it's it's everything right now. I mean, when you think about all the women who are so vocal, the April Ryans of the world in the White House, the Maxine Waters of the world, the Loveys of the world. I mean, many of these people you are you've had on the podcast, the Simone Sanders of the world. Um, there has to be a voice that's courageous and willing to always step forward and tell the truth of where we are at and what needs to happen and black women have always served that role you know whether it's been appreciated or not is you know Mm -hmm. is another thing but it is you know critical that we continue to uplift those voices and that's part of the mission of essence brand Mm -hmm. is to make sure that we're using our platform to uplift and support those voices and make sure they don't get lost in the shuffle or sidelined now vanessa how long have you been at the helm uh five years what's it been like um it's been a whirlwind i I have to tell you (laughs) it really has but i mean it's like a true labor of love I've always loved Essence magazine, you know, what black woman doesn't really. Um, ever since I was a kid, I mean, I would frame Susan L. Taylor's in the spirit column and put it hanging on my wall. It still might be in my parents' house. I had There's one in particular on the wall. And, you know, just for inspiration, I just look over, look over at it sometimes and say, you know, it would be so amazing if I could work there one day. You know, never realizing that it would, you know, come to pass. And I've actually worked at Essence um, 15 years. So just, you know, coming through the ranks and whatnot. You yeah. know what I didn't know? I was listening to you on uh, Robin Thede's podcast, um, The Randown. And you meant, I didn't realize you came it to Essence when you were 30. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was, I, mean, in my, you, I was in my 30s. Yeah. yeah. I like mean, I, I didn't. I didn't 
start working in magazines until I was 30. Um, I was a career changer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, I started, well, I went to NYU, had the Summer Publishing Institute Mm -hmm. um, in book and magazine publishing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was great because you got like four weeks of books, four weeks of magazines. And then all the people who work in the industry came and they had a job fair at the end. And that's really the reason I did that program because they had the job fair. I was like, I knew I had to get a foot in the door. And it actually worked out that I ended up getting an editorial assistant job at Glamour Magazine. Yes, Glamour. Yeah, yeah. I started there too as an intern. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was a great place. I had an amazing um, editor who's still a mentor to this day, Joanne Matera, who really believed in me. Um, and yeah, she helped me, um, promoted me, gave me opportunities. And that's something that has stuck with me. And that, you know, to this day, like, I, I still believe in paying that forward, you mm-hmm. know, and we all have to do that. Yeah. You know, we all have to do that. Wonderful. Now, Vanessa, what do you think, you know, because um, you manifested, right? Because all of us, I, th- I don't know about most of you ladies, even listening and fellas, how you write down your dreams. Um, what was it like to sort of manifest this dream? You know, it's it's it just proves that what's for you is for you and no one can know and nothing can keep you from it. And you really have to believe that. Um, even though I was working at, I worked at Glamour Magazine, I worked at Life Magazine, I always believed I would find my way to Essence at some point. And I did want to take everything I learned from those places and apply it to a brand that serves our community. So when the opportunity presented itself, and it presented itself a couple of times, but the timing was never right, right? So um, after... I don't know how many years of trying. Finally, Monique Greenwood approached me, who was then editor in chief, um, to do to become fashion beauty editor, senior fashion beauty features editor uh, at Essence. And the timing was just right, and it just made sense. And actually, the company was about to be become partners with Time Inc. at that time. So I knew, you know, that there were a lot of great, you know, mm-hmm. things happening, resources coming into the brand. And yeah, so I took so I took that leap and it was it's, it's been amazing um, just to come in. The, one of my favorite things about this job is to come into this office every day and see like the smartest, the most savvy, the most passionate black women, uh, you know, just that everywhere. I get to work, that I, yeah, everywhere, <laughs> and that I get to work with them, and that there's not that thing, and I have to, I always have to remind myself what a, you know, what um, um, a gift that is, because there are many black women, black people, who go into spaces where they're the only, and they don't mm-hmm. get that support, they don't get that shine, they don't feel like they're seen, visible, heard. And that's where the exact polar opposite. So, you know, um, it's it's just incredible to be surrounded by so many amazing black women and to know that we all believe in each other's brilliance. Mm -hmm. You know, we all each one of us. It's surreal. Yeah. Sometimes in the boardrooms, you know, when we're all gathered around and the whole team is there and we're just talking shop and having a good time. And I'm like, look at. This will mm-hmm. never happen to me after this job. Like, whatever comes next, it won't be like this. So you cherish it. 
And you ever notice how when we come in, like when you come into the office, don't you dare have a new hairstyle and not address it, <laughs> or a new some pair, shoes. or some shoes, <laughs> or some ear, or a bold this lip. Everybody be like, true. girl. This is what it sounds like when someone walks in and asks, yes, girl. Yes. Shoot. Ooh. Okay, boo. Okay. <laughs> Where are we going? Where's the meeting? Yes. I'll see you, you know, get coffee. That's how it is. No, yeah. yeah. Just that, you know, just that, just like, oh my God, that sister girl just loves. Yes. I know. Is amazing. On Twitter yesterday, I was doing, uh, I love to do my overheard at Essence tweets. And oh when Danielle <laughs> was bringing up them damn Mars, those Mason jars yeah. and the millennials and how the millennials up, whatever. What? And Gia Pepper, shout out Gia, she said, Y'all need to start taping your conversations. Um, it was so good. They're magical. What? Wait, what? The Mason jar. I missed wait, it. Wait, someone tried someone to tell us it. that, okay, a few things. They said we're millennials. She said Mason jars were millennial. Avocado toast was millennial. Excuse me? Acai bowls were millennial. Kale was millennial. Uh, mm, kale? Mm, How do millennials no, own um, kale? N- they do not. Not mason jars, though. <laughs> mason jars. I said my mom mason used to make jars. mason jars. No, no, no. Grandmama used to like, you know, up, preserve you know. stuff in mason jars. Yeah. Mason jars yeah. are not millennial. millennial. <laughs> I'm I, sorry. I do want to say, Vanessa, I'm really happy that you brought up your journey to Essence and the timing because I actually had a similar story. I tried to get here um, multiple times, you know, going different routes as an ASME intern. Then I actually was selected by, you know, I was like thinking, like, Essence has got to select me, but it was Rolling Stone. Then I tried another way, like, do a, a job opening, and it just didn't happen. And I never gave up, and I always kind of felt like, you know, when it's meant to be, it will happen. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because so often we all get asked, how do I work at Essence? And to hear even that our editor-in-chief had, you know, the timing and everything, the universe just had to make it happen. Because that's what I always tell people. I'm like, it'll happen. It's not always the first shot or the second or the timing isn't always right. But eventually, Emil Wilbekin, you know, who used to be uh, the site director, hired me. And it was amazing. And when it happened, it was really because a friend told me there was an opening. I never saw a posting or anything. That's and how I, I got like, hired, too. Yeah. And I was like, thank you, God. But I had tried everything. But I always believed, you know, all right. It, essence kind of like pulls you in. You know what I mean? But it's timing. Yeah. And I I want to add to that. I've been here as long as Vanessa. I think even longer I've been here. I'm just going to be honest about it. I've been here 18 years and I've known editors to leave and they tell me when they go away, what they miss about it is that boardroom is looking mm-hmm. around. I never forget um, someone who actually never worked here, but she said that she was working for a white magazine. And when Luther Vandross died, she didn't have anyone to commiserate oh. with like she had mm. and I'm just thinking about all those times like when Whitney died, died this office? when Prince died Prince? when Michael Jack I remember Demetria Lucas coming in my office because I started crying mm. and she just hugged me and I was just and I was like I didn't even realize that much of a big fan but it was just like a generation is gone but anyway so thank you for that um uh, but question for you segueing a bit 2017 we've had some pretty epic covers yes and yes. I work with you on the cover team Absolutely. but we want the tea what were your what faves? You can give us? <laughs> what were your faves? Oh, oh, there's really so many. We've had such a good year. But I think my first pick would have to be the issue that sold the best, which is um, the Hidden Figures cover from February. Oh, mm-hmm. um, you know, just to see those women's stories, the real women's stories, be honored by these ama- this amazing cast, you know, Octavia Spencer, Taraji, Taraji um, Janelle. It was affirmation to me that 
if we give, if we keep pushing to have our stories told, mm -hmm. and if we tell the story, this is a black woman who wrote this book, and the rights to the book were sold even before, mm -hmm. you know, it was actually on the market. Yeah. So to see how the response and the just pure joy and now that a building is named after Katherine Johnson mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I mean just amazing it's just a beautiful story and um, you know it was very easy to decide to do that cover yeah. because we understood how impactful it would be that black women and well really everyone mm -hmm. was inspired by this story mm -hmm. it was a universal um, and the power that entertainment has to really transform how we think about mm -hmm. what the possibilities of our life can be is you can't you can't deny that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was definitely my one of my top favorites. And that was one of those covers only Essence could do, the way that we did it. Yeah, absolutely. Those three women. Absolutely. And then it's I just amazing. love how, you know, our art and photo uh, teams came up with the concept of really making it look lunar and yeah. moody and, you know, just different. Fierce. Yes, absolutely. I was on set that day, and when they were bringing in those rocks and the smoke machine, and now we had to kind of wait because the smoke had to rise a certain way, it was amazing. A little uh, tea for you guys. So the outfit um, that Taraji has on, it's like a full body catsuit sequence. It was itching her like crazy. Oh. <laughs> she was like, I need to get out of it. But when I tell you she turned it on for the camera. She posed. And she oh. posed. She... But apparently, like, she was walking like a stick figure. But it was oh itching gosh. her crazy. But, but yeah. You know, and plus, I just love the fact that we were putting Taraji on the cover, like, way, oh way. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. In the early, early mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. Let's. You know, let's claim mm -hmm. our, you know, receipts on that. And just to see her evolve and how she's evolved and how everyone has grown to love her. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I do want to ask. So Essence has been around for 47 years. Um, in in the 90s, we created a festival, Essence Festival. Now we've got a digital website, podcast, there's all this growth. So wherever there's new technology, guess who's going to be there? Essence. <laughs> Essence. Essence. Um, but uh, Vanessa, I remember a few years ago, there was this really troubling article in New York Times. The headline was something like, is Essence still relevant? Ooh. And I thought, and a black mm. woman wrote it. Mm. And I thought, okay. Essence also, besides being the print uh, magazine, also congregates the largest group of black women at Essence Festival. So basically yes. you're erasing them. Yes. You're erasing everything that Essence stands for. But I think the, the other question is just about black media. Black media is always under attack. Um, mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? As you know, we are Essence is leading the charge for black media. So how do you how do you handle that? And what are your thoughts on it overall? You know, I mean, it's always disheartening yeah. when um, when um, another media entity decides to go in on a brand that has stood firm for black women for black media for the black community for 47 years it's it's just um, it can be hurtful be quite honest mm -hmm. with you but I'm also you know over the years as you know I've grown and matured I've learned that you can't give that too much power you just have to continue to do what you do best and we undeniably do what we do best mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. every platform essence.com amazing 
Yes Girl Podcast, amazing. Um, our Snapchat Discover is killing it. Um, I mean, on so many, and of course, Essence Festival, where this past year we had one of the um, largest gatherings um, of of 2017, mm-hmm. and and a lot, a large part, a lot of millennials mm-hmm. joined mm-hmm. us. You know, the uptick in our millennial yeah. um, per- participation in that weekend was so. I mean, so we're we are relevant to um, every multiple generations mm-hmm. across many platforms, and the people who understand that and know that are the reason why we've been around for 47 years. Mm -hmm. Anyone who doesn't understand that and who tries to attack what is purely um, an entity that is about empowerment Mm -hmm. and beauty and grace and vision, um, they just don't get it. And you just have to kind of like, yeah. I mean, it's a sucker punch feels like sometimes, Mm. (laughs) Yeah, you know, we feel it too. Yeah. I mean, and it, and it, you know, and what, 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 what frustrates me the most about it is that a lot of times these people know who we are. I yeah. mean, this is a very small industry. We all kind of know each other. Yeah. And we know what kind of work that we, we are all doing and yeah. what we stand for. Mm-hmm. So to, you know, to, to publish something on any platform that flies in the face of that, mm-hmm. you know, I've encountered it. Uh, I've encountered it in social media mm-hmm. many times, you know, um, it's it's it does a disservice to the brilliant work that is happening here every day. And that's what makes me frustrated. Not what's said, because, you know, it's like, you know, you need to have Teflon. Yeah. But how it how it diminishes the people who work here and the team that fights every single day for this audience. And it's always interesting. Oh, I'm sorry, Corey. It's always interesting to hear people talk about old essence and what used to be because black women are evolving. Everybody yeah, evolves. Everybody is. And we as a brand have to evolve and meet her where she is. So I always find it interesting, you know, when we talk about the different criticisms that we see on social media and you guys can we tell get me a lot. how you feel. We get a <laughs> lot of it. And it, it, to your point, it is it does hurt because you're sitting here and you're like, well, I'm creating content that represents women like me. And I'm a modern black woman living in this space and in this world. So what do you mean? I'm like, it's not it's wrong. Like, what do you mean? It should go back to the way like that's like, you know, to me, that's almost like the equivalent of saying black women should take 20 steps back. Mm-hmm. Like we have to always move forward. And therefore, the coverage does. Mm-hmm. So that's always like my least favorite criticism. You know, when people say like older essence, mm-hmm. essence has always been iconic, mm-hmm. but iconic in the moment that we're in. Right. And that moment evolves. Yeah. Speaking of evolve, I was going to say, you know, it's public knowledge. We're being sold. But you had a very inspiring speech, Vanessa, at our last group meeting where you talked about the fact that we we can handle the change. I know mm-hmm. we can't we don't know where we're going yet, but I do love the. I almost looking forward to the change that is going to do that we are about to go into, because to me, it feels like we're just going to get better. Do you agree? Yeah, um, absolutely. One hundred percent. I mean, I believe that every change. I mean, you have to embrace change because change is going to happen. Mm-hmm. And if you don't embrace it, then you're really fighting against um you know, kind of like the, 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 the natural order of life, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to go with it and you have to figure out how it's going to be different and you have to um, speak into existence that it's going to be amazing. Um, and I truly believe that because there can be opportunities for us to do more, to do 
different things um, with this change. We, as a unit, as a team, work very well together, very collaborative. I think everybody understands each other's strengths and, and you know, and we try to we try to support one another in everything that we do. And that behavior will continue in our new, you know, on our next evolution, on our next part of this journey. And there were some people who had, um, speaking of like just how we've evolved and what we do, there were some firsts for cover stars this year, like Candy, <laughs> um, who else? Kofi. Oh, Kofi. Like, I love that we Maxine give people. Waters. Maxine Waters. Maxine's Maxine Waters. Niecy Nash. Niecy. Yeah. Like, Ooh, snatched. Oh, <laughs> Nancy. Oh, I was like, what is your, what is her oh secret? My, my edges are still growing back. My God. From that Niecy cover. <laughs> I mean, I, I wanted to frame it. She's just, I mean, she's just, but I mean, it's like her time. You know, that's yeah. the that's the thing, you know, when you think about who we want to put on an essence cover, mm-hmm. we really do think about what's gonna speak to the time that we're in yep. right now mm-hmm. and how can we chronicle it, how can we make sure that it doesn't get overlooked. You know, mm-hmm. that's what that and, and people still want an essence cover. Mm-hmm. I mean oh God. you know, we know print is a challenging, you know, mm-hmm. entity, but the thing that stays true mm-hmm. is people want their essence cover. They want their moment. They want to be able to show their auntie, their uh-huh. grandma, their mom. <laughs> frame it. The frame it. The, whole, the whole nine yards. I mean, that still matters. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's a real testament to the power of the brand. I can't tell you how many times I've had uh, you know, non-black publicists representing black talent and they'll call me they'll be like so apparently this mag essence has been in their family for years and it really means a lot if they're in it like that's their pitch to me i'm like who is it first of all (laughs) (laughs) what what are they on like you know i have like very valid questions but they they come to me they're like i don't even know how can we just please and i can hear it in their voice like Mm -hmm. please they want to be a part of this and it's not just because they need uh, a clip or what or you know they they Prom- want a prom- prom- promotion yeah. or whatever they want to be in essence it's a moment in time yeah, yeah. it's validation yeah. yeah and and also it's a, i really appreciate the fact that this team is not shy about saying who should be on a cover <laughs> advocating for <laughs> your face and who shouldn't be we and fight. who shouldn't be mm. yeah yeah it's all that's always an interesting conversation I know. And we have those conversations, you guys. I, you know, I think sometimes people just, like, we have heated debates and discussions as a team, like this and that. It's fun. It's fun to think about who gets that moment. I have a question for you and Yolanda, because you guys both have been abroad representing the brand. You went to Lagos, Vanessa, yes. to do a master class. 24 hours in Lagos. What? 24 hours. I don't know. Can we just talk about how you hours? work this? That was, I love it. I'm like, Vanessa, how, how many hours? <laughs> Like You're literally amazing. 24 hours. I was like, I, as, as I was getting on the plane, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> but I had made this commitment and, and, and people wanted us there. Mm-hmm. That's what was so incredible. I mean, they were dying for Essence to be there. And the, what did you go do? Um, I did a master class on curating content, but it was really just talking about, you know, our Essence story mm-hmm. and how we do what we do. And people, it was a standing room only room, let me tell you, first of all. And the people that came up afterwards, it was like they had to pull us away because people were, full of questions a young woman brought me three issues of a magazine that she started producing it's called chic s-c-h-i-c-k and it's beautiful and you know she just wanted uh, feedback and encouragement 
that's what you know that just it just made me just gave me goosebumps Mm -hmm. and it's really beautiful and I you know wrote back to her and encouraged her after I read them that keep going you know Mm -hmm. we need more voices we need you know it's not it's not we sh- we shouldn't there's enough for everyone there's mm-hmm. enough space and room for everyone and we need more people telling our stories so that was a, an experience i will never forget but the way that essence was embraced and known and you know and clearly beloved was made it just did my heart good yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love i know those chills too that you get i mean that moment rather i should say when people come up to you with their work that, I think that happens to all of us also at festival or at any event. And I love how we um, embrace th- that and share that with each other. And I love that. Like, I feel like that's when you really Absolutely. get people like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And we get to find out a lot of the content that we end up covering, especially digitally online by meeting people at an Essence event. Like the women that it brings out in the it's pride. true. Well, yeah. I, I feel like um, Yolanda has like the, the, like the biggest following, fan following in Durban. <laughs> Because people yes. are constantly <laughs> well, that's where coming home, up to right? her, and you know, wanting advice, and um, and I, I just remember that. Remember, we did uh, this year that special intimate gathering of some of the women entrepreneurs mm-hmm. you, that you hosted, and um, Ivy McGregor from um, Be Good, um, par- you know, Parkwood, yeah, you know, Parkwood. Mm-hmm. Um, participated as well and just the you know just the pure excitement and joy those women had yeah I think you guys um to know how much the work that you do um travels across the world so you know black womanhood is sort of universal um we all whether you're in Brazil or London Mm -hmm. or you know South Africa in particular um, the work that Essence does is so affirming of what um, what it is to be a black woman in mm-hmm. the world. And so when Vanessa, um, you know, when you go to South Africa and people are just like, you know, they know this brand and they trust Essence and it feels like I can see myself in Essence. And I think that's the universality of what we're doing. So we are, you know, as mm-hmm. you talk about the criticism, we do have to acknowledge how much this community, like I even get emotional when I talk about the the women that we are able to um, touch with the work that we do. In fact, um, I had a conversation with um, Beyonce's publicist, and I don't mean to keep bringing her up, but um, I brought her up on another podcast. But one time I was complaining to her, like, oh, my God, like, I feel like I'm not doing anything important in the world. And she was like, what? Y'all are holding up a mirror to Mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. And how many people Mm -hmm. hold up mirrors to us Mm -hmm. so it's just you know as essence we really hold up a mirror to our community Mm -hmm. yes and we and we're saying um hashtag trust black women i mean Mm -hmm. you know black women are are carrying a lot i mean Mm -hmm. i'm sure you guys already talked about the alabama senate race and the fact Mm -hmm. that doug jones won but the the kudos that are going i mean i'm loving social media this morning because to see all of us sharing how 97 percent of us black women mm-hmm. ran that race mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and were um, boots on the ground really doing the hard grassroots work to get people to the polls yeah. um, that we do, that we do so much and I think you know but still sometimes you know we're not always um, affirmed so to have a place where you can always come on any platform to get that is you are doing an amazing thing for our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are your goals for 2018, Vanessa? 
Lord. Um, <laughs> That's always such a tough question, right? New yeah. resolutions and what? I mean, well, uh, you know, my well, my my one work goal is to make sure that we have a very smooth and effortless transition into our new, you know, our new place, our mm-hmm. new home. Um, for me personally, I want to get back to writing more. And I say that every single year. I feel like this is the third year I've said it. But 2018, I really want to do it. And then lastly, I mean, I feel like I missed some of the most iconic moments of 2017 just because I didn't plan for them, like the Chris Rock concert, Janet, Janet Jackson. Jackson. You better say that. I'm like, that I didn't go I, I, I'm like, I still I'm haven't sh- forgiven myself. I'm so, like, I can't forgive I'm like, what were you doing? Like, what we are you doing? We get busy. We're so busy. I know, but not what why do we get so busy that we can't take a night to just enjoy something for ourselves for us Mm -hmm. and you know we're telling people to do that all the time right in the back where's the self-care on our on all our platforms pretty epic uh road trip this summer Oh yeah, well, that did. was yeah, that was definitely a bucket list thing for um, for 2017. My son, who is 17 and a senior in high school, and my daughter, who was go- about to become a freshman in high school, um, we did a major California road trip with them this year um, for like about 10, 12 days. We I love that. yeah, we started out at Comic Con in San Diego, and then we drove uh, to Monterey. Beautiful. To oh to Anaheim first, went to Disneyland for the first time, went to Monterey, then crossed over, went to Yosemite, and then finally ended up at Lake Tahoe. Now, we did it because we felt you know, that this will probably be the last year that we really have a big family vacation, mm-hmm. and we just wanted to make memories, you yes. know, um, and enjoy each other's company and just get along. and. Well, part of getting along was we'd have separate rooms because <laughs> 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 the teenagers need their own space. Space, please. Oh yes. Yeah. But it was, no, I'm <sighs> so happy we we did it, you know. Um, I think they'll always remember it. And that's, I don't know, makes me tear, choke up a little bit. <laughs> because, you know, like my son's going to be leaving. He's yeah. going to be in college. And yeah. it's not going to be the same. Um, so, you know, and I, and it feels like he was like, like a little toddler, like just yesterday. I remember meeting him for the first time. I know. Remember? Oh yeah. You guys threw me this great, um, this great, um, baby baby shower shower. shower. Yeah. Yeah, For, for both my kids Mm -hmm. and I brought them in and, um, you know, it's been so people have been so supportive of just, you know, being a, that's another great thing about essence. It's like when you're a mom. Um, we understand there's a lot of working moms in mm-hmm. this in this um, on the team, and we just understand that and support each other. It's like when you need to go, you need to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When your kid's sick, you need to go. You know, do do the thing that you have to do for your family, um, and we stand by that. And you know, I know that um, I couldn't do half things um, that I've done without that support mm-hmm. and. Yay, Essence. It feels good to be an Essence woman. How's Michelle and Barack? Because I know you've (laughs) met them uh, like 20 times. Her friends. We'll call them friends. Okay, you're exaggerating. No. (laughs) Listen, I wish if I could only be in that inner circle, that would be amazing. Um, well, you know, that that's Michelle. one of, uh, well, you know, Michelle is one of the people like you, you um, when I think about people that I most admire mm-hmm. um, and look up to in the world, Michelle Obama is definitely one. I've never seen anyone 
to be so, you know, just first of all, beautiful inside and out. Full, I mean, smart as a whip, um, funny, <laughs> and just so self-possessed. You know, mm-hmm. like she knows who she is, what she stands for, and what she wants to put out in the world. And it just, she's the only person that can make me literally be like, humana, humana, humana. <laughs> like, I, I can't even speak. Like, I can barely form a sentence because oh I just want I just want to impress her so much. She is that person for me, you know. Um, she just fills a room, right? Yeah, she just fills a room. I mean, I can't wait. We're, you know, we're definitely going to be doing coverage about the Obama um, presidential library and the, the work that they're doing with the foundation in 2018 because we need to remind people that they still have a lot to get. They still have more to do. They're yeah. young. Yeah, yeah, they're young. They have Absolutely. so much more to contribute. And they know? will. At, and Michelle they got will. a book to write. Okay, I can't wait yeah. for that book. Oh, yeah. Please. <laughs> you know what? You talk about trying to fight hard for those serial rights, mm-hmm. everybody's going to want that. Just don't even Everybody. put it on the stands. There's no need. Just open the boxes in front of the store and give it to the people. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you don't need to display it. Honestly. Yeah, they're amazing. Well, you, we're standing with you. We are. Thank you, Vanessa DeLuca. Thank you, ladies. Essence Editor-in-Chief. Thank you for having me, Yolanda, Corey, Charlie. You guys are the best. Now let's go get this food upstairs. Up next, more Yes Girl to come. We've all got busy lives, y'all, and it can be hard to stay on top of your responsibilities when it comes to family, work, relationships, etc. And then your money. Girl, money is real. But you can take action to make sure that you're confident about your financial future by getting smart about money. What is smart about money, Charlie? Smart about money is a free website brought to you by the National Endowment for Financial Education, a nonprofit dedicated to helping Americans take control of their financial lives. And we all need to do that. So Smart About Money's articles and courses are designed to answer your unique money questions and learn at your own pace. Each course takes about 45 to 90 minutes, and you can always bookmark your page and come back later if you run short on time. Use their free online courses to make a financial plan and learn how to build an emergency fund, get the basics on credit and debt, take charge of your housing or transportation expenses. Mm. Every course has helpful worksheets, checklists, and other resources that you can apply to your personal situation. Visit our special page at smartaboutmoney.org slash yesgirl. That's smartaboutmoney.org slash yesgirl to get started and find the tools and articles that Smart About Money recommends for our listeners. We got y'all. That's smartaboutmoney.org slash yesgirl. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. And now, our boo, a diva who had a fantastic 2017 and was back with Yes Girl for the second time. Yvonne Orji of Insecure. Okay. Hi, everybody. Hello. We are, I'm Corey Murray. I'm Charlie Penn. Yolanda Sanguini. And we're Yes, yes Girl. <laughs> so this is our podcast, and we have a wonderful person. She's a friend to the podcast. This is actually the second time we've been talking to her because we fell in love with her character. How many of you guys watch Insecure? So y'all know why folks love Molly. Okay. Everybody loves Molly. We are hooked. So we were so excited when she was able to fit us into her busy schedule, which she's going to tell us all about. So without further ado, let's bring out Yvonne Orgy. Hello. 
welcome, welcome. Hey, everyone. <laughs> this yeah. music is very Oprah like. It was right? be- <laughs> <laughs> These are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Welcome back, Boo. Oh. Good to be back. Thanks for having me. Yay. Now, we're, you were at a little college last night. Yeah, you know, I just I just got back from a uh, uh, one Cambridge, Massachusetts. It's you know, it's, it's like a small liberal art, Harvard. Yeah. Harvard. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's where I was. Humble brag. <laughs> My mom Big is thing. so excited about that fact. By the way, <laughs> you are at Harvard. <laughs> Harvard. That is wonderful. I'm like I. I've done other things in my life. Like, You've been on television. <laughs> no, that, that trumps everything. Okay. Yes. Well, I want to run through the last time we spoke to you, which was about six months ago, mm-hmm. and all the stuff that's happened since then. Whew. Big thing. Here's my list. Here's receipts. <laughs> we call so this much. Portion. Receipts. This receipts. Is the receipts portion, portion of the show. <laughs> you were cast in your first movie. My first movie, Night School, with Kevin Hart and yes. Tiffany Haddish. Um, you just opened up for, I don't know, Chris Rock? Yes, uh, up-and-coming comic. Um, <laughs> just, he's really you know, trying to get his name out there, so I, I thought I'd do him a favor. You were a part of the LA Times. The LA Times, you guys should look this up. They did a wonderful feature about the, uh, I'm going to get the title, Black While Funny and Female, 18 Comedic Actresses or Working Actors, and you were a part of that. I was a part of that, y'all. It was hey. major. I was big. Okay. <laughs> And last but not least, she, you know, we all watch Insecure, and we love Issa and Lawrence, but Molly. we really had questions for Molly. <laughs> so many questions for Molly. I feel like you guys have been saving this. You're like, okay, cool, you come in great. All right, yes. let's do Why? this. I'm but you, your character line just broke out this season. Well, I loved it. I loved it, like, in the beginning. You guys were like, who loves Molly? And everyone was like, yeah, we do. I was like, well, not on Twitter. I, <laughs> I saw those tweets, guys. <laughs> I was just like, it's not me. I'm not a real person. I think we all love Molly because we can see ourselves in her. Yes. I mean, I mean, she's very problematic, but we've all been problematic when we were Come in on, our let's 20s. Be real. We did Let's some really not cool. Oh, yeah, it's just us. Nobody else. Nobody else. You're cousins, so you're cousins. <laughs> yeah. But, like, how do you feel, like, you know, everybody asks you this. How do you feel playing someone that's so different from you? No, Molly is, she's so interesting. Like, like every time I get a script, and I, because she's actually based off one of Issa's real friends. Mm-hmm. So every time I get the script, I'm like, oh, y'all, y'all real messy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, this is really interesting. And it just, it's fun because I get to like live vicariously through this character. I told Issa when I first uh, got the role, I was like, this is probably who I would have been if I didn't get saved at 17. But that's just, <laughs> that's just real. <laughs> and so Jesus got me. I imagine that now you can't go anywhere, okay, without people going, Molly girl, and well, just talk I, about it. I go places. It's funny. It's always funny when you, pe- you see people recognizing you because mm-hmm. it's the initial... And I'm like, hey, hey, it's cool, it's cool. We're just regular people. I just got nice, <laughs> I just got nice things yesterday. Don't worry about it. Stages <laughs> to this moment. Yes. Um, but it's, it's, like, it's fun because like, people really do appreciate the show and they appreciate the visuals um, and what the show ma- means to them. Uh, the one, like, the one like, I was like, I, I don't know how to handle this when the girl just started crying because I went to the mall. I what went happened? to the mall we to have- grab like, some clothes as you go to the mall for. And I was just like, hi, do you have this in a medium? And she was just like. <laughs> I said, a small? Uh, I'll take a small out. What? 
Because I don't did you know give her a hug? I did. I gave her a hug. And she had to go to the back and get herself together and everything. I was like, baby, are you good? Like, what happened? Like, oh, my God. But it was just so special. It was just so sweet. And I was like, that, I said, Issa, you're doing something special out here because folks is crying. You know. That's how you know. If you haven't made anybody cry, you're not, you're not living. So here's what we want for season three. Take this back to Issa. Wish list. <sighs> You know what? I actually wouldn't you, mind you, you and Joe to get together. You think I have clout over Just, the story? I think you and Joe can make something work. Oh, you want me and Joe? I'll say Joe. You all are messy. <laughs> you want me and Joe? No, he needs to separate from the wife. Also, oh, now you want no. to divorce him. Um, I am not for this. This is just going down. <laughs> this is down. not a uni- unified decision. Because he's oh, so no. cute. Let me hear you all look so cute together. So that's that's all it takes. Yeah, just yeah. the cuteness. No, did you see no. when he left? Um, me? No, <laughs> um, team marriage. So I would keep a, keep open marriage? marriage alive. Keep an open marriage alive, please. So Thank you you. Want, you want me and Joe? How many of y'all want me and Joe to be together? Y'all, look at nothing. No. Somebody hurt I'm not, y'all. No, no, no. I'm not mad at you and Joe. I don't want the marriage. I mean, as long as it's open and everybody's, you know. So you want an open it. marriage to continue? If, if they're all good with it, oh. we just don't know. If, remember, we have questions. Yes, we do have questions. About this drug. You know, they, y'all left us hanging on that. If Joe's wife really knows. I, what's funny is if they are in an open marriage. Know. What's funny is if they are in an open marriage, like nobody ever was like, dang, Candace sure is on a lot of trips. <laughs> Maybe she's out there being open with her boo. Nobody Fact. thought about oh. it from Candace's side. Oh, See, that's the problem. See, you you know, just gave us a myth. very um, non-progressive gender body. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to make it like, <laughs> like But that's the thing. The show gives us so much to talk about. That's what we love about it. And you bring so much life to your character. Thank She's you. everybody's friend in our head. And that's why I was asking you what it's like to be Molly and Ivana on the street. But what I really want to know is how does fame feel? Yeah. Right? Like, what is that? feel like uh i don't think i've stopped to process fame because like okay. i told you like i just got nice things yesterday <laughs> so you know what i mean like i feel like fame is something like you sit in and you look and like, but like I, I, before i used to check my accounts for like for overdraft fees and i'm just like <laughs> checking make sure like no one's like stolen my identity so it's like a little different <laughs> like, like i'm like because i got something to lose now i'm like wait wait a minute wait, uh, okay no that's just uh, my auto pay <laughs> like it's just, <laughs> All right, okay. <laughs> just, I, I I did sign up for that. Okay. <laughs> See, and I felt like that's a, you know what that all, like auto pay is a thing you can do when you're like when you have like sufficient income. Yeah. Right. That's what that's what I have discovered because auto pay. You know you've made it. It's not for me. I think, I think like the people pay. in this room are very comfortable with auto pay. Yeah, I, uh, but this is, this is, these are for your uh, let's take a, a college uh, your college nieces and nephews because auto pay is a luxury. It's not for convenience. Because one, it, it messes you up. You like, hold on, why do Wait, I have what? a negative thirty? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> came out. Oh. Today's the third. No. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so it's a luxury. Now I'm like, I'm like, oh, I guess I did pay my cable. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> so that's what fame. That's what fame. So fame like. feels comfortable. <laughs> I was like, that's as much fame as I've uh, experienced. Oh my you know? God. Do you guys remember we talked to Jesse Smollett? Yeah. He told this story how you guys were almost going to be roommates. We yes. were almost going to be roommates. So again, uh, I was I was be broke, and um, <laughs> and uh, I I was doing like an independent like TV show that like never came out. It was like a I don't know what it was. It never came out. And Jesse's brother Jake was like the PA, and so we got really close because we were shooting in like where does Kim Kardashian live? Oh, Calabasas. Like, oh, so past nice. Calabasas. Okay, yeah. I was like, how did you know that? I was that? like, okay. I'm so bad at that. I don't know why I know that. Landmark. Like, where does the current, like, 
Anyway, past Calabasas. Uh, and so, like, every day was like an hour drive. So I really got to know Jake. And Jake was, and I think I needed a, a new place to live. And Jake was like, oh, my brother Jesse has an apartment, like, needs a roommate. So I, I went to his room. And it, this was the point where I knew, like, dang, I know I'm low, but I can't be this low. <laughs> because he had, he had, like, a loft that didn't have a door. And at that point in my life, I had been on couches, and I was like, I just need... I just need a closed roof yes. and a door. Like, I don't ask for a lot. It don't have to be furnished. I just need, when I speak, to not have my conversation just, like, flood the room And he was like, but, like, it'd be really good. It's a good rate. I was like, I, I know. I, I, it has to be a good rate. I don't have a door. Um, and so I was like, Jesse, I can't take this Fast. And then I got a, then I got an apartment okay, good. <laughs> with my own room. Can't do it. I do want to ask you. You know, insecure is such a, a great example of something. How we've taken it's started off with Issa on social media, yes. and yes. became started off with awkward black girl. She put she put stuff up on YouTube just on her own because you can't do that. Yeah. And then. Everybody started talking about Issa Rae, Issa Rae, and then HBO, and then we all were mobilized, uh, you know, around Issa Rae. But I do want to just talk about a little bit about how the power of, like, first of all, do it yourself. Um, making your own space. You know, making your own space. But yeah. then also social media and how we're popping on okay. social. We're popping like Oral Rebenbacher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, social media is popping because that's how Issa found me. So Issa found me when I did like a, it was like 2008, right before the election, and I did a YouTube video that I put out, and, and like if Obama won, like every African would come up, like Obama is my brother, he's my brother. Yeah. So I didn't realize at the time that Issa was half Senegalese. So she was like, oh my God, I know this character, that's like one of my aunts. But I left and went to Liberia to do public health, because that's what I had my degree in. And so um, cut to, I moved to LA, I'm seeing Issa around town or whatever. And then um, around 2014, I was just like, you know, I came to LA to produce stuff and, and to act and no one's giving me a shot, so I just gotta do it myself. So I produced uh, like a concept trailer for a show that I'm developing called First Gen. And Issa saw it and sent it out to all like her, Beyonce got a, a bay hive, she got the awkward hive. Um, so she sent, it, she sent it out to all her awkwards. And um, I was truly grateful for that. But that, that ended up becoming my, like almost like my audition tape. Mm -hmm. Because I, prior to Insecure, I hadn't really had but like one acting role like back in 2011. And so this was what she could send to the EPs and to the casting director and say, well, I know you don't know her, but like, she's funny and this is what she's done and mm -hmm. so this is much in the same way of like creating your own space like that created an avenue whereby people could be like all right well let's give her a chance yeah I, and i love the family you guys have created yes. like now it's really beautiful but That's i feel like book. i was cutting off your line. Oh, no, no. i was just gonna just say you know television we have so many black shows on tv now i feel like it's like a little renaissance happening Absolutely. you know it's we're winning so good because it's like now i don't think we can accept like we can't accept trash no. Because before you used to just be like, there's one. Everybody watch it. <laughs> if it's not good, we need the ratings. Just don't right. we'll figure just it out. Just tune in. Just tune in Tuesdays <laughs> at 8. Please. You know, it's like this air of desperation. For the culture. <laughs> Do it for the culture. Well, I, my culture is different. I don't, I like things that make sense. Yeah. Like <laughs> characters that have art. Um, 
But now it's like we can't get away with stuff. Like now, like we are so mobilized that we'll call you out on like a black girl would never do that, or yeah. like who's writing this? You know, it's right. just like now we've seen too much. It's yeah. like we've seen, seen too much to go back. You know, something I keep hearing while we're ha- down in Miami is about being authentic. Yes. You know what I mean? And that's what really keeps like even brands above, TV shows above, is that Insecure is an authentic show. And Atlanta, for all that matter. And what I'm actually excited about the shy that's coming out, Lena Way. Yeah. And and to your point about authenticity, it's like when it first came out, they were people were nervous. It was just like, man, these these black girls is cursing a lot. There's a lot of curse. Clutching my pearls, um, and I, but was and, and so it was just kind of like there were some people who were like I don't know if I can get down with it, and then it was like there sure is a lot of sex in this show. Like what in the world? Black girls have sex? They yeah. have apparently. Oh my yeah. God, who knew? Um, and so, but I love that like people are like kind of just like found themselves like in mm-hmm. and and were able to be like all right, well this may not be everybody because I think that's that was the that's the fear too with right. black content. It's like, well, if this doesn't represent everybody, which what content can actually represent everybody? But because there were so few um, outlets for people of color, it was like, we have to be shown in the best light. We have to be shown, you know, to the masses as prim and proper and we can Mm -hmm. save the world and we can do these things. And it's just like, but now we're showing you messy. And I think in the beginning, the apprehension existed even amongst black people. Like, I don't know about this show, but I think because of the authenticity, it was like, well... This may not be everybody, but it is representative of a group of people. So let's get in it that way. And I think that helps. Malibu. Malibu. (laughs) Everybody that hasn't watched it, they're like, (laughs) I don't, that's a place. But now we're in Miami. (laughs) Do you have a question? Because I have one. All right. Now, you guys know Yvonne. Are you guys following Yvonne on Instagram? I hope so. So a couple weeks ago, you was at the bomb-ass house party. <laughs> we were not invited. We had FOMO. That's fair. I want to know how you got Sam Jackson eating chicken on your Instagram feed. Hysterical. I didn't um, tell anybody. So you're speaking of the lemon pepper kickback. I didn't know oh, it had boy. a name. <laughs> oh, boy. Because, again, we didn't <laughs> have invitations. Is that the branding? The, the lemon pepper kickback. Is it going to be annual? The first annual? The first annual. Wink. <laughs> That's my favorite. So to catch y'all, um, catch y'all up. So me and Issa happened to be shooting our very first films in Atlanta. And we realized there's a lot of black people in Atlanta that are also shooting and doing um, movies and TV shows. And so like we, Issa and I, even though we're on a TV show, like we don't see each other that often. And every time we see each other, it's like a, hey, how are you? Catch me up. What's life like? You're happy? You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like we have to like relearn and just like rekindle. So we had been like two ships like passing in the night. And I was like, Issa, are you here this weekend? Nah, girl, I gotta go shoot something for cover girl. Of course you do, of course. Of course you do. I mean, that's cool. I'll be here. Um, (laughs) And so we just kept missing each other. And so finally we picked a date and I was like, well, I mean, we can hang out. I was like, but you think we should like invite other people that are here too? And she was like, yeah, girl. So she created the flyer. And we sent it out, like, we knew, like, the folks from Atlanta. And then, you know, Janelle Mullane, the whole Wonderland crew. And so, um, <laughs> and so I think Brian Tyree Henry was on set, and Samuel L. Jackson visited the set of Atlanta. And so Brian was like, yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to this house party. You should come through. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so the night before, Issa, or, like, a couple days before, Issa was like, I just got an email from Sam Jackson's <laughs> assistant 
asking if he can come. I said, did what? you say yes? <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, the fact that his assistant would even email to ask for permission. He should have just knocked on the door. Just show up. Like, he can show up. Just break down the door like shaft. <laughs> we don't mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we were like, yeah, I guess Sam Jackson's coming. And then, then it was like, well, who else is going to show up? And, like, people just showed up. And it was, like, it was beautiful. Like, we didn't even know. Like, you know, like, when you're in it, you're not thinking, like, this is going to be a magical moment. Yeah. We were just like, oh, man, we threw a party. Post came through. This is cool. A magical it was. I was like, should we slide in Yvonne's DMs? We wanted to go to this party. <laughs> and, and what's funny is the people saw, like, <laughs> like I'm a put on black, Luke James. Uh, Luke James <laughs> saw our Insta story, and so he texted. He was like, yo, where y'all at? I was like, oh, I'm in Atlanta. He's like, no, I gathered that much. <laughs> but where, where are where y'all at? <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're here too? Come through. So he's like, showed up, which I guess if you were in Atlanta, you could have. Damn. I love it. I was so mad. It was like such a good time. Tell me quickly about night school. What was that like? Night school, oh my God. Kevin Hart is the dumbest, funniest man. <laughs> like, just, like, dumb and fun. Like, he's, I, I don't even know when he's off. Like, everything is like a, like, he, the first time he met me, he was like, hey, what's up? Um, you know, I love what y'all are doing. I love the show. I think y'all are really doing it. And that's the last effing compliment you will ever get from me. Hey, Kev. <laughs> and then, like, proceeded to throw a paper plate at me. I was like, Kev, it's paper. It don't go nowhere. It's just, it's just like, it, just, it did this. It fell down. I was like, and he's mad short, so he's doing this with it. I was like, Kev, sit down. Um, but it was just so much fun. It was like me, Kev, Meglin, Tiffany. Tiffany was um, giving us Tiffany her, Haddish, girls yeah, trip. Tiffany Haddish, yeah. T- Tiffany. Um, Tiffany. She taught me what to do with Monistat, um, not to treat yeast infections. Apparently, it's... For hair? Your, it grows your hair? I've heard about that. It grows your hair. Your edges. Yes. What? Monistat. With, with some, like, Monistat with hair oil. Apparently, this is a hood remedy. What? Um, this is y'all need to make with, a commercial <laughs> with this information. They're talking about Vicks Vapor Rub. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, there's a YouTube tutorial. Like, you mix it with, like, an essential oil, and it grows your hair. Did you hear about Vicks Vapor Rub? What does that do? It Same. grows your hair. <laughs> it stimulates your roots. I, like, apparently. And so, like, but Tiffany had so many of these hood remedies. So, like, we're, we're so in hair and makeup and every and day was, like, a learning. And I was like, girl, what college did you go to? <laughs> You're like, because I have a degree in public health. But, she, and but then she was like, oh, but you got to be careful because you don't want to get immune to Monoset in case you get a yeast infection. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so she was like, you got to use it for a week straight and then alternate days. So I was like, I'm, I don't want to know how many days I got to alternate before my body's like, are we going to reject this? I love the friendship. I love so, it. So, yeah, God. welcome to night school. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it was hysterical. It was a very funny, very funny experience. It, sh- it should be fun. Okay, good. And that yes, comes out in the fall. Yes. What, oh what about 2018? Because we're, you know, 2017, goodbye. You had a, a fantastic 2017. It ain't over. She's trying to see. I could be getting married by the end of 2017. Wait, but you would have told us. I don't know. I haven't met him yet. He might be here. Uh, okay. Yes. Listen. Okay. Um, okay, Kenya Moore. You know, there's still, there is still, what, the 60, no, we're down to like 57 more days left. Yeah. Anything can happen. Okay. That is true. Anything. That I, don't is check, true. I don't check out until January 1st. 
Okay. This is true. Yeah. But let's talk about 2018. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we do like to plan. Okay. Uh-huh. So what do you, um, season three is coming up in 2018. Yes. And then night school is coming out as well. Yes. What other projects are you working on? Not I, that I, those two are not enough. Okay. <laughs> my, my what sister, else are you doing with your life? Two Africa jobs is not enough. Over, <laughs> overachieving Africa. But what else? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It's okay. Movie, TV show. What else? Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, no, hopefully, like maybe I'll do like a comedy special. My agents have really been trying to get me to do like a one-hour special, Ooh. so I think we're going to plan for that in 2018. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll be on the cover of Essence. I'm not, while I'm here, Ooh. just you know, projecting. Claim it, claim it, make, claim it. You know, <laughs> you know since you we can do that. Since you, I feel like, I feel like it. a hand clap, claiming it, or you know, justification. But um, you have a podcast too, right? And I do have a podcast. Yes, I work with LeBron. Uh, LeBron James's digital. Oh, LeBron. <laughs> First oh, name I, basic. I, I LeBron, had to add LeBron. his last name just in case. It's just like, it's like just in case, B, B James. Um, no, so he, uh, he has a, a digital media company called Uninterrupted. And so me and Roscoe Donwude, we do ball girl magic. And we talk about sports and lifestyle and entertainment and, you know, merge all of that together. I listened one day and I was crying laughing at the story about the dowries. <laughs> and the how, yes. well, apparently... In some, depending on what country you are, and if you get married, you have to bring like a cow. You got to bring a dowry, cow, cow. goats, cows, cows, cows. Depending one, on who you are. Ah, one don't bring one enough. cow to my house, if please. You, hey, I have multiple cows. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, cows and goats, and, and I'm not talking about the malnourished ones. No, they got they got to be well fed. And you you taped it in like South Africa, we right? Yeah, we yeah. taped that one in Joburg. That was fun. That and was, you've been going around the world now. Tra- I've been traveling, yes. yes. I've been traveling. I'm doing some work with, um, with Red, um, mm-hmm. so some humanitarian work. Um, yeah, because, again, I have the public health degree, and it's like, well, it doesn't expire, so I want <laughs> to make sure like, I still do good. Yeah. Um, and so I've been able to do some of that. Um, hopefully, we'll get first gen up and running. We're still, we're still hopeful. David Oyelowo has been a faithful, uh, kind of like fairy godfather of the project, so we'll see. Just as you met, um, you and Issa met with her, reaching out to you about something that you did. Do you have a lot of young black girls in your inbox and in your DMs like, Yvonne, check this out, check out what I made, or yes. check out what I'm working on? That sort of 360 moment for you. I do. It's so fun. it's so funny because, and I'm also writing the book. That's what it is. I, because they, because oh. <laughs> because there are so many girls that hit me up. Uh-huh. I can't answer all of them. Right. Because it's just it's a, it'd be a lot, and it's, it's a lot of like it's a lot of African girls like, how did you do it? you break free <laughs> so if you don't know anything about africans it's like you got to be a doctor a lawyer engineer like anything outside of the norm is like you are abandoned us. like it's like you're on the first class ticket right back to wherever country you're from and so i have all these fr- uh, girls who are like i secretly want to be a fashion designer but i'm a dentist how do i get out I'm like, I'm like, uh, it's only africans that would be in amazing jobs and like no like, we want to do the other thing that Americans are afforded the privilege of doing. <laughs> um, and so it's just like, I, like, I'm like, girl, listen, don't have your mama beating me. Like, I don't know what, <laughs> what situation you got with your parents. Um, and so, like, just to be able to give them, like, some advice. Like, just, hey, mm-hmm. you still have to be respectful. But at the end of the day, like, you have to live your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's hard because, you know, especially for the, the first gens that are here, our parents sacrificed so much to bring us here. Mm-hmm. And we're supposed to be the return of their investment. And, you know, and I, I don't know if you're going to make it. I don't know. And so, 
Listen, <laughs> auto pay is a good thing to be able to have. <laughs> so if you are a dentist, <laughs> I don't know. But so, you know, I just try to give them like the kind of general advice, you know, just being like, hey, listen, if you have any kind of a moral compass, if you know that God told you to do this, please go after it. And your, you know, your parents will, will catch up. Because I'm telling you right now, my mama got everybody in the village. Harvard. She was at Harvard yesterday. <laughs> Two years ago, what have you done to us? I just, you have seen, you know, so so the, the tune changes, the tune changes. But again, um, so working on the book to hopefully like inspire people to kind of live out their best lives. But now you know, as you know, now Yvonne Orji is super famous. Do you feel? Well, I mean, we you guys are generous in our like in our world. You're like you know, right? Absolutely. Um, how do you feel a sense of responsibility? Like, the, tell me about like shifting from like Yvonne Orji. I'm just like tweeting. I'm just like being myself. And now you're a brand. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. what's that mind shift? What happens in the mind? And then, do you feel a responsibility to kind of like as a as a brand to kind of well, give back? There's not much of a mind shift because my brand is really consistent yeah. with who I am. I always said that like. If what, because every like whoever I am without the cameras on is who I want to be with them off. Like it's like I I want Authentic. there to be a symbiotic relationship yeah. with Yvonne that you see and Yvonne that you don't see. And anytime I feel like I have to shift, and it's like that I'm not being my most authentic self. So really, my Insta stories, my I'm like I just want to make you laugh. I just yeah. want to inspire you, bring you hope. Like mm -hmm. you know, so I'll post about church and I'll post about you know just twerking for no reason and doing a body roll. Like, I was just, it's the same thing. Jesus and I have an understanding. Um, <laughs> uh, sometimes I'll be at church like, oh, man, okay, hold on. That's not how you pray that. So, okay. <laughs> Haven't been saved all my life. Shake out that marine. Oh, get just a whistle. Oh, that marine's for Jesus? No? Okay. Okay. Um, but so, like, I really try to make sure that, like, who I am, like, you get mm -hmm. it. And I think that's probably why people feel like I am, like, low-key their best friend, because, like, you, you feel like you know me, because, like, you see is what, you get. what I'm putting out is, like, it really is me. And, like, Issa, Issa find that, found that out, too. Like, this is this just you. This is just all day. Okay, cool. And I found that, like, she really is awkward. <laughs> like, Issa really doesn't like to be embarrassed. Like, nobody loves to be embarrassed, but she, like, legitimately would be like, I'm walking away, Yvonne. I'm walking away. I'm walking away. <laughs> Will walk away from me. <laughs> I learned that uh, day two. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, now you guys, if you have questions for Yvonne, don't be shy. Someone's going around with my single son shy. over the age of thirty-five. Q&A portion. Don't be shy. Someone's over here. Wait, there's someone. they coming there's with a the mic. microphone? There's a mic oh, right there. Around. I know. Yes, we worked really hard to cast that. We were like very specific about like casting like two people from. Yes, go ahead. Yep. To open it up from what I would think is a Mexican to Panamanian. And it's the first time my husband, who has been in this industry for 30 plus years, has gotten to play 
Oh, wow. Issa worked really hard. I'm so glad. Inclusion. Yeah, I mean, even the Elan, who plays Daniel, he's also Panamanian. Oh. So him, yeah, so him and, uh, and Sharona's had like a, like a, we had like a game night, so they had like a little bromance. I was like, all right, calm down. Um, <laughs> but no, like, I, re I know in casting, because we were, because Dro's, a lot of the characters are based off real people that Issa knows. So Dro, I think, was uh, supposed to be black and Mexican. And apparently, there's not a lot of black and Mexican actors. Just like, <laughs> Miguel wasn't available. Oh. So, he actually um, auditioned. Oh, he did? Really? Yeah, Miguel actually auditioned. And you were joking. I don't no, know. I was, I was joking. I was, I was joking. Like, <laughs> but no, he actually auditioned. Yes. <laughs> um, but so, but then when we cast Drow, it was like, okay, so if he's Panamanian, let's let's make a switch. Let's yeah. let's see if there's any black and Panamanians out there. And there were. So I'm glad it all worked out. And this is so hi. Okay. I spoke Spanish to your husband on the show. I was like. Yes. Yeah, we had a fun. That was like that was like a fun day. <laughs> There's another question here. Okay. So we have one more question. I don't know who asked it, but I'm just gonna read it. Um, do you believe that Trump's and SHS's attacks on black women in media, Jamel Hill, April, I forget, Ryan, keep advertisers away or bring them into your pod? Hmm. That's interesting. Keep advertisers away from, like, advertising on, on networks, on shows? Or I think whoever asked that question. Are you still here? Maybe they stepped away. That's I mean, I think what, what these attacks do is really engage the, the community even more because Absolutely. it makes us rally up and stand Come up together. in a yeah. way that I think maybe even 10 years ago we weren't able to because of social media um, and, and, and because of advertising, we can use our advertising dollars to just be like, hey, listen, we stand for this, you know, we stand for this. Even with what happened with, um, I don't know if I can name specific things, but like with the Duff campaign, like yeah. it was just like, hey, this is what you know. Some people notice whether or not you agree or not. But like, hey, this is how we interpret it. So maybe you may not have. We have a voice now that we can speak out and you know ed even educate advertisers or people who just because a lot of times things happen and I, I like I see this all the time like in Hollywood in a script and it's like we want this person to be black. Great. Did you write for a black person? This, this yeah. was this. Did no black person is gonna say this, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, just, I just, I, I, like, where, or how? Like, I don't even know how to become this person because I've never. I'm like, I, and I'm, I'm also African. I'm like, I ain't heard anyone in Africa say that. That's the black continent. What? I just, so. I don't know. Someone tweeted a meme. It was a, the stat of how, many, uh, how much the writer, writer's rooms are white. And someone retweeted and said, yeah, we can tell. Ooh. Yeah, they, like, they went there. Yeah. And well, you're pushing through. Okay. We're pushing, pushing through. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the thing about it is like, we have, people call Insecure a black show. And I'm just like, okay, you can say that. But like, we have a very diverse writer's room. I mean, we have Latino, we have Asian, we have 
gay, uh, lesbian, we have married. It's all over the place. And then also on the show, half of We Got Y'all is not black. Right. So it's just mm-hmm. like, it's funny because when people say it's the white show, friends, it, it is a white show. Cause like, cause like I didn't, Ross dated one black person in season 85. Like it's just like, wait, <laughs> what? These are like, facts. In all of New York. Okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Gabrielle Union talks about when she, cause I think she was the second black girl he dated mm-hmm. and how she was only in one episode, but Aisha Tyler got a few episodes, mm-hmm. but she was like how much she had to do in that one episode. It was crazy. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you all. Thank you, everyone. Yvonne. Thank you. Yvonne. Thank you. Yvonne. We love you. Thank you so much. Hey. Thank you. Thank yes. You. Yes, girl. You're the Beyonce of the group. Come on, show yes. us some steps. Yes. <laughs> Thanks to our guests, Essence Editor-in-Chief, Vanessa K. DeLuca and Yvonne Orji. If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes Girl, such as our conversation with Regina Hall, Tiffany Haddish, and Gabrielle Union. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you're there. And thanks to our sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. Thanks to the folks at Cadis 13 for their production work and Gold Standard Creative for our music. We'll see you next week.